welcome to The Magic in the Messy. I'm Jo Hodson and you're listening to Permission, a series of deep dive conversations exploring what it means to truly give ourselves permission to live life on our own terms. I hope these conversations resonate with you too. Thank you so much for being here. Today's Permission podcast is featuring Simon Crow. Hey, and welcome to the second interview in my series. Um, this is all about sort of exploring what it means to give ourselves permission. And just to reflect on what the context of these interviews is, it's, it comes down to my book research. Um, and that was a couple of patterns came up when I began researching my book last year. Um, one of them was creating space for creativity because the book in and of itself is around the topic of creativity. Um, And the second theme that came up time and time again was this idea that we have to give ourselves permission to be creative. And I realized that that was a sticking point for me. And it was something that not just me, that a lot of people I know sort of seem to struggle with. And maybe as a coach, we seem to struggle with it. So I figured I'd dive a bit deeper into that realm and invite people in my world to just sort of have a conversation and explore a bit more deeply around what does it mean to give ourselves permission, you know, to, to, to kind of live like the full expression of who we are ultimately that's what creativity is for me so so yeah this is the second in a in a hopefully what will be quite a an extensive series um and today i'm speaking with simon crow um simon someone that i think came into my world what, a couple of years ago um and the two words that come up for me when i think of simon are one's purpose and interestingly the other one is presence. And I don't quite know why, but I think whenever I, whenever I speak to Simon, it's a real presence. I feel myself dropping out of my head and into my body. And for me, that's so important because it's something I can often struggle with. So um, I'm going to hand over now. I'm going to introduce Simon and bring you into the room. If there's anything you want to add to my fairly vague and fairly quite curious introduction, please feel free to do so. And then we'll just dive into what, what it means to give ourselves permission. <laughs> so welcome. Thank you. Let's just give ourselves permission to talk about permission. <laughs> yeah. I'm just reflecting on how it takes a certain amount of courage to sit in silence, <laughs> especially on a podcast. <laughs> I was just thinking that. And I was wondering <laughs> how long, you know, how long we would give ourselves permission to sit. Um, I mean, we're looking at each other because we're using a video connection, but how long we would give ourselves permission to sit and breathe and just get present. Mm. Um, and it looked like, uh, looks like the eye. Yeah, I just felt that it they felt the urge to say something. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a it's a it's a really interesting topic that you've introduced, because I guess that everything I've ever done is a result of the permission that I've given myself. Because I wouldn't have done it if I hadn't. 
But that doesn't mean that there aren't things that I don't do and don't have desires to do, um, which I haven't given myself permission to do. Does that make sense? If I've done it, then I've given myself permission to do it. If I haven't yet done it, I've either not given myself permission um, or I'm not, um, I'm not courageous enough yet. You know, I think the, the, the permission piece, I think, sits somewhere between the inspiration or the idea of doing something and then the doing of it. Mm. Um, but I think there is also a, a, a moment in which we have to take courage because mm-hmm. um, it can take courage to do things that we've never done before. Mm. Mm. Yeah, courage is a really important word, I think. Mm. Yeah, and that, it's it's interesting. I think it's the first time I've used or thought of that word in the context of giving myself permission. And it seems such an obvious word in many ways that I hadn't automatically associated it. So that that's interesting. I'm just sort of sitting with that. Yeah. And the and the other thing as well, I think the doingness. There's a there's so much about doing, and then it. I think a lot of permission is also sitting with the being, uh, and mm. that, and that's come up in, in in previous conversations. This is kind of like this dance between doing and being, and it, where does the sort of the the permission piece sit in there? It's funny. I've I've just started reading a book called Creating the Impossible by Michael Neal. Um, and it's, it's really interesting because it, it feels like a book that I could have written. I don't think I would have written it as well as him, but the ideas in it, you know, are all very, very familiar. Mm-hmm. And he recommends, I think there's something like a 90 day program and he's got different activities for each day. And there's a part of me just wants to go ahead and read all 90 days and then sort of just apply the ones which feel resonant. Um, but there's, there's one just on day, day one, which is around sitting, sitting in silence for five minutes. So mm-hmm. it's not meditation. It really is just doing nothing for five minutes. Um, and today I sat in my chair for five minutes, deliberately not meditating, because that's, that's it. You know, I know it's a, um, a process of being present, but it's also an activity you know it's also yeah it's something that that i do it's something i mm-hmm. that i bring myself to doing mm-hmm. um whereas just sitting and doing nothing and of course the brain wanting to distract itself um and just just giving myself permission to sit for five minutes and do nothing in the middle of a busy day um it was really interesting and just watching my desire to you know to to do stuff Mm. to think about things mm-hmm. to give myself give my brain a problem to resolve mm. um, and just choosing to not do anything mm. but just observe and it was really interesting and just for five minutes sitting not doing anything um, and again that's about permission it's about mm. giving yourself permission to do nothing mm. um, yeah and I, I guess I spend a lot of time in my day looking at looking at the quality of my thinking and looking at how I'm doing things and looking at what my thinking is telling me to do. Um, and I guess, you know, that, the, I don't know, permission comes up in all of that, I think. I don't know. And then there's, then there's the bigger things, the, the you know, the more, um, the, the bigger projects, the bigger purpose things that we've talked about. Mm. 
and um, you know the, the willingness to be uncomfortable, the willingness mm -hmm. to do things when you don't know what's coming next. Mm -hmm. Uncertainty, yeah, is a big. Yeah, the uncertainty, and to me, you know, that's the creative process, isn't it? It's mm. to me, create creativity or creation is simply the space between knowing and not knowing. Mm. So something doesn't exist, and you don't know it, and then it exists. Mm -hmm. And so it's just bringing something from the unknown into the known. Yeah. Um, in whatever way that might be. So for me, creativity is as simple as. Uh, just giving yourself permission to sit for five minutes or have have an idea or mm. write something draw something or or just just um yeah trust trust that if you have a blank piece of paper in front of you and sit in front of it for, for long enough uh then something is going to happen an idea is going to you know a flash an inspiration a moment is going to come into your mind and it leads to and it leads to a process of action. Mm -hmm. um, I think as well, as, a, as you were speaking, I was thinking, you know, if you sit with a blank piece of paper, it's also giving yourself permission that the thing you might initially put on that piece of paper is not the thing in of itself. It, it's not, it might not be a thing of beauty. It's not going to be wonderful art, but where that takes you is, is going somewhere. And, you know, from... I think one of the other things I, th I think what well, I struggle with and I think I, I would say as, as a coach we struggle with is this idea that doing something for the sake of doing something with it rather than having this this bigger purpose you know doing nothing is is something we really struggle with I think um, because what have we got to show for it you know what have we got to prove or there's this idea of I, I, I do sometimes struggle with the idea of proving I've let go of a lot of that but I know when I first sort of quit my architecture career and threw away all my university education I felt a real sense of I had to prove that this path I was going I had to had to help I had to get other people to understand it um less so now but that's still it's still you know it still pops up um and that's quite challenging you know giving myself permission to do the things even when other people might not get it you know because not everyone will get it <laughs> but that's tough so how did you make the decision to leave architecture? It actually ended up being very simple insofar as, well, if I, the really short story was it became more scary to stay than it did to quit for a number of reasons. So I was, I think I was about 28, 29 and I had, and it was November 2012 and I had to give a month's notice. So I hmm. knew that if I was there in January, I would be there another year and another year and another year. And that absolutely terrified me. Um, there was a few things that came before that. The relationship I'd been in, I'd, I'd gone vegan. I was, my whole life was changing. Hmm. And I just knew at that point in time, if I didn't take a leap then, I probably wasn't going to. And there's no such thing as a perfect time. But if there was, that was it. Hmm. And yeah, the balance tipped. It was more scary to stay. Um, and it became... I mean, it was, it was still scary, but it, it became almost, that was the only option. So, which was really interesting um, mm. because no one, everyone thought I was crazy. You know, I was giving up this architecture career. and I had nothing to go to at that point. I had nothing to go to. Um, I was working 
a few hours in the morning on a desk at a gym just to keep a little bit of something coming in and to keep me sane as much as anything else. But yeah, like it was, it was literally that balance, that tipping point. It was mm. So, so like tangible. Mm. Um, that I, I, I almost went beyond giving myself permission. You know, the, the permission part, I suppose, in that process was entertaining the idea in the first place. Like, oh, I could, I could leave. That was the permission process, you know, is actually mm. even mm. putting that option on the table. And once the option was on the table and I sat with it for kind of long enough, it got to the point where it was shouting so loud, it was, was a, it was just the only option. But the permission point was actually putting the option on the table, which actually I've never thought about before. I've never, I've never articulated that. It's interesting. Um, Cause the leaving wasn't the permission piece. It was giving myself the option too. Mm. Mm. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> I've never thought about that. So yeah. <laughs> well, now now that you work for yourself, and I, you know, I work for myself, mm. um, and I coach, and I put programs together, and I I have projects that occasionally I feel inspired to do. Um, you know, you and I did the book together. Mm, yes. Yeah. So that was. But again, that didn't feel like that didn't feel like a. I needed permission. I was inspired and I just followed my inspiration. But on a daily day, you know, on a day-to-day business uh, basis, I don't have, yeah, I don't, I don't have anybody telling me what to do. I don't have anything other than my own, I guess, inspiration mm-hmm. and desire and intention. I could do, you know, I could do absolutely anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, and I, I don't do absolutely anything. Like I, there is structure to my life, and there is purpose to it. But I guess you know, every time I, I don't know, I pick up the phone to speak to someone or have an idea that I then put out there and invite people to be part of. I'm giving myself permission mm-hmm. on one level because there's no one else to ask for it. Mm. You know, when you have a when you have a boss, so I I've been working for myself now for about thirteen years. Before that, I had a boss, and I'd have a really good idea, and there were certain things I was allowed to do because that was within my, you know, my job description yeah. or whatever, and there were certain things that I needed permission to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, you work for yourself. Every day is created through intention and desire and inspiration um a certain amount of necessity because there are some things that have to be done um although i have a fantastic assistant who i give most of those things mm-hmm. to actually you just, you just you just you know you just brought and um, brought me present to that is this that that i the things i don't really like doing i've given myself permission yeah. to give to somebody else yeah 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 perfect example yeah yeah um, so that I can spend more time doing the things that I feel inspired to do. Um, and I, you know, again, I, I use the word inspired um, to kind of loose mean or a, a, a broad meaning, let's say it that way, because there's inspiration of a moment of, wow, that's a fantastic thing and, and the energy which comes from that. But also just just feeling... That the idea has the idea for anything that we create has to come from the unknown, mm. and then it 
then it gets created, it becomes manifest. So it comes from, you know, the invisible into the invisible, from the no, from the unknown into the known. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess giving myself permission to live from that place. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to like, yeah, I'd love to kind of, dive a bit further into this idea of uncertainty because I know I know I I often struggle with uncertainty because I try I, I get stuck in my head very easily so I run back up to my head yeah very easily and when I'm in that space I'm trying to yeah I'm trying to make certain the uncertain and sometimes just that's just you can't you know you need to just allow yourself give yourself permission to just lean into it and just see where it goes but it, I think that's sometimes a block for me because I'm trying to sort of just think, okay, well, this is kind of how I'm just, I'm creating the whole scenarios in my mind. So I'd love to just explore that whole dynamic of like leaning, leaning onto un, into uncertainty looks like, and maybe how that's shown up for you or, or I, I just I just wonder if there's anything that comes up for you when I when I when we yeah when I sort of touch on the whole uncertainty piece because I know it's something that I I often struggle with and it's mm. about getting stuck in my head as well and giving mm. ourselves permission I guess to come down from that place. <clears throat> yeah, I mean the, the word that comes into my mind as I hear you speaking is is around curiosity. Mm. Mm-hmm. So if I'm curious, I don't, I don't, I need less certainty if I'm curious. Yeah. Yeah. Because if, if the, per, if the, you know, the, the purpose of my exploration is to follow my curiosity, almost inbuilt into that process is, is a lack of certainty. Because if I go into a process with certainty, then, then I, there's no space for curiosity. Um, so I think, I think, you know, the context or the frame that I create for a lot of the things, not everything, but a lot of the things in my life is around following my curiosity. Mm. And I wonder if, I wonder what what it would be like if we did this. I wonder what would happen if I did that. Um, yeah, there are, there are, I'm, not, I'm not pretending, but there are lots of things in my life where I think, oh, I want this outcome and these are the steps I need to take to get mm. that outcome. But they feel less creative in fact, and they cause me a lot. They cause me a lot more stress and anxiety. The things that I really, really, really sort of am attached to happening. Mm. Mm. Whereas, if I can just follow curiosity and and be open and be be creative and and kind of responsive and alive to and and, and you know we talked about you know being silent, but being silent and still enough to hear opportunity. And, and um, synchronicity, and because those those are when I feel most alive. In those moments where I've where I've I have a clear intention, there's something I I desire to create, and I'm, and I'm willing for it not to be created, so that I can be open in the process of its unfolding or its yeah. or its creation. Yeah. The best example, and you you'll know a little bit about this is the school project out in Liberia. Mm-hmm. So I know what it is that we're creating. I've created a very, very beautiful and compelling vision and I connect with that vision often, but the journey to get there is, is really unfolding conversation by conversation. Mm-hmm. I've been down kind of many 
blind alleys, people promise things that then haven't come through, and then all of a sudden something happens which was completely unexpected. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had conversations with people all over the world around about what we're doing, and some of the some of the people come on board, and some stay the course, and some fall away. But we, you know, we are. With, I'm so clear on what it is that's being created that I know it will happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But because I can stay open to the process and just stay curious and see, you know, I realise that that. If I get if I get too attached to it happening in a particular way and looking, you know, and the solution, um, you know, there can only be one solution. It has to be this way. Then what that really does is it is it leads to less creativity, yeah. less opportunity. And I, you know, I love that. I hold, I'm a brilliant vision holder, and I draw people to that vision. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm under no illusion that I'm going to build this school on my own. I can't do that, and it's a learning process. And you know, we've got to a point where we've we've achieved so much; it's ma- unbelievable. And I look at you know, I can only see what I've achieved by looking backwards. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I don't I don't know what the next step is. You yeah. know, we're we're at the moment in conversation um, with some people about running a a coaching pilot out there with the community. So when we go out there in November, actually setting up a coaching program. So we're now just looking at how we might start doing video conferencing wow. with this rural community. Mm-hmm. And so we're just asking questions. What, yeah. what, what have we got? You know, what could we use? What, what, um, so rather than, yeah, rather than thinking, well, in order to do this, we need this, this, and this, it's much more, it's much more resourceful. It's like, what, what do we have? Mm. And, and what can mm. we, Mm-hmm. What can we use to fill the gaps and how can we be sort of creative and, and resourceful in that space? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, you know, I'm talking to people all the time, just, got, you know, again, just this morning got an email saying, oh, I've, you know, I've got this education expert um, who's been, you know, an expert in curriculum and all the rest of it. She'd really like to, you know, to come out to Liberia at some point. Now, I've no, I've no idea if that will go anywhere, but all I need to say is yes. Mm. Yeah, this is what we're looking for. This is, you know, I'm curious. We we need that level of expertise. We need somebody who has that, um, yeah, has has knowledge in that area. But also, I was talking to someone someone last week, um, who was talking about um, coding and AI and robotics, and saying, look, if you want to, if you want to um, offer a future to these people in Africa, train them in what people are going to need. Mm-hmm. where the demand is and the demand in the future will be around AI and robotics and if these people can be at the forefront of that and that's like I thought wow that's that that's interesting I haven't mm. I hadn't really entertained that as a thought that these people you know we could put them at the forefront rather than building a school so they can kind of catch up in terms of education mm. um so it's about saying yes and being curious and yeah. excited about the potential and knowing that it may never happen. You know, the two things I've just mentioned to you, um, either both could happen, neither of them could happen, or something could happen as a result of those two. Yeah. Um, so what, where does, how does that talk to, about, about self-permission? Um, 
I don't know. It's interesting. What's coming up for me as you're speaking is this, this idea of, you know, remaining open, remaining curious. You know, the words that were coming to my mind were the fact that when you're in that space, there isn't the pressure, there isn't the expectation, often self-imposed. I know I self-impose mm-hmm. expectations around things. And also yeah, I, I create stories that other people will then be expecting certain things. They might not be at all, but I'm projecting on them that they're believing certain things. And yeah, so there's, there isn't the, the pressure, the expectation, but also the whole, all the, all the shoulding we do, we do all over ourselves. Like, you know, it, it, there isn't, there aren't the shoulds. It's, it's, a, it's an exploration. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, if I can sit in that space of curiosity, because sometimes I kind of find myself, I, can, I think I'm in it, but I'm in it kind of intellectually. I'm, I'm still stuck in my head. So I'm not really curious, not, not, not from like a, a heart mm-hmm. center, not from a kind of a body space. And there's, there's a massive difference between kind of getting something at an intellectual level and then really kind of like, ah, oh, dropping down into it. And I think when you can drop down into being curious rather than, sort of having a mindset of curiosity I don't know if that makes sense um then that's when all the all the shoulds kind of fall away and all the so what, what would it what would it take this is a really interesting what would it take for you to go get out of the of the conceptual mm. um you know intention to be curious and actually as you said start to drop into it to embody mm. it what would need to shift <sighs> It's interesting because, you know, sometimes I'm there, like, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. I'm there and I'm trying to think as you're speaking, like, well, you know, what creates that environment? Um, what does create that environment? <sighs> hmm. I, I, interesting. I think cause a lot of it is around being comfortable with being uncomfortable like Uh reminding yourself that it's okay to be uncomfortable because if I'm if curiosity is embracing uncertainty and uncertainty for for, for me anyway can often feel uncomfortable then I have to remind myself that it's actually okay to feel uncomfortable it's actually you know it's and it's it's necessary because that's a it's a growth thing but I think often what happens and actually, it's really funny because I'm speaking to you. I'm looking across the room on my vision board. And on my vision board, I've got a little piece of paper that um, is, is from a, uh, a lady who wrote a book that I love. It says, how to sit with discomfort. Mm. It's, a little, like, um, it's a little line with all these things that takes you through the process of how you should sit with discomfort. Um, and I, yeah, I think when the, dis- when the discomfort, like when the feeling strikes, that's often when I run up back up to my head. And when I run up to my head, I've kind of, I was going to say I've lost it. I haven't lost it, but then I, you know, it, I have to, it's much more of an effort to bring myself back down. Whereas if I can stay in that space of curiosity, even when the dis- discomfortable, that sounds odd, feelings kick in, then then you kind of get through it. So, hmm. And now I'm trying to think, okay, well, what, what is it that sometimes allows me to sit with being uncomfortable and sometimes yeah. doesn't? Yeah. Well, it's funny because it, it's a bit like, for me, that, that space of curiosity and creativity, it doesn't go anywhere 
you know, you've used phrases like dropping in and dropping out of it. Mm. And that and that really, you know, that that really kind of connects with with my thinking or with my experience of it. You know, and it's a bit like the sun doesn't stop shining yeah, when yeah. the clouds go across it. Yeah. So just knowing it's still there, but there are some clouds going across. I mean, the, the mm. clouds may be comfort, the clouds may be some lack of clarity, the, the clouds may be for some frustration, nothing's happening. Mm. But, the, the, you know, the sun of creativity, the energy of creativity, the, that ball of light is still there. And what I've um, been working quite tirelessly at is creating a series of, of practices and behaviours that when the creativity does go behind the cloud, and it does, definitely, mm. how, do I get, how do I get beyond the clouds? How do I get back into that flow, mm. of, into that flow of creativity? Mm. And I believe there are, for me, there are particular things that I can do. So I don't just sit and wait for the day, you know, for, for maybe tomorrow the, the, the clouds will have gone. I think, okay, is this where I want to be? Am I connected with my creativity? No. So how can I get back there? Well, the, the things that I use are um, certain meditations. I use my affirmations or declarations. Um, there are certain things that I will read that will get me back there. Um, doing something creative so you know sitting with a blank piece of paper not to create something but to be in the process of of creation Mm -hmm. Um, but but you know it's not for me this is this is really quite important is it's not just a question of being passive and waiting for that mood to shift Mm -hmm. it's realizing that if the sun, you know, if there is the, the, you know, the parallel reality, which is, which is existing in this moment of me being creative, mm-hmm. it's just, I'm not in that reality right now. I don't have to wait until that happens. I can just step across, step back yeah. into the flow yeah. of creativity. And the way that I do that is by being really clear on my intention yeah. and having a list of, you know, my, I get my classes, right? Write a list, list of 20 sort of tools and practices that you can use the moment you have the, the awareness that you're not where you want to be, how can you shift your state? How mm. can you create that state from within? Um, and, I, you know, that's, that's for, for me, it's incredibly empowering because yeah. at that moment it feels like I am, you know, I'm the script writer. Yeah. Um, and then it go, that goes back to what we've been talking around about self-permission. Is it okay to shift my mood? Is it okay for me to choose to feel differently? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and, and in my opinion, it's it is. You know, in, in the way that I choose to live, it is. I think also just, and I'm just I'm visualizing you know the sun and the clouds as you're speaking, and I think also knowing that the sun is always there regardless would even if I didn't actively do something to shift myself back just that knowledge it's still there mm-hmm. would enable me to drop the resistance around oh why am i feeling this oh this is something trying to throw away the the negative feelings and if i just kind of let go of that okay well that just you know and let it pass actually i'd end up stepping back into flow much quicker anyway mm-hmm. mm, nice yeah you know, like because just just letting go and trusting the sun's still there you know the, the clouds won't last long um so in my mind yeah having tools to sort of that you can actually take to put you back into that space but equally just knowing it's still there 
often enables you get to get back to it quicker. Even if you don't necessarily feel like you're doing anything to help it, just that knowledge is still there and not just battling with the resistance, you know, just moves things on are so much quicker. Well, that, that's, you know, that, that you, it's a really good point. The battling with the resistance, like I wish I wasn't feeling like yeah. this and all those kind of things that I'm certainly aware of yeah, thinking yeah. feeling is just wasted energy. Yeah. But that's because we, that's, I had a coaching conversation with one somebody once and I said to them, it feels like I'm trapped in this spider's web and I can't move beyond it. And, and I really, and she said, and, she, and, and I said, it really just it's pulling at me and I just can't free myself. And she said, what's on the other side? And it was like, oh, you mean I don't have to put all my energy into the spider's yeah, yeah. Yeah. web? I can just think of what's in there. It was like, oh, yeah. I don't have to think about the problem. I don't have to resist the, the thing that's holding me back. Yeah. I just need to focus on what it is. And that's the same thing with, you know, with the cloud and the, and the, and the sun analogy. It's like, and it, yeah. And it's just a moment. the resistance. Just go, oh, look, there's that resistance. Yeah. What, do I, what do I have in my tool bag which enables me to step? beyond the clouds or, or, or yes. step beyond the spider's web because when I put my focus on the spider's web then I need to then I need to get resilient and I need to be strong and I need to yeah. you know, know I need to have ways of, 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 of dealing with my emotion yes but you could also choose just not to be yeah. stuck and very well for, for me it feels very similar to this it, it, it might not um, it might not for you but I just remember one of the things I've been told on numerous occasions by different coaches and mentors when I've been like getting often stuck in my head and getting in this spider's web, as you say, <laughs> there'll be a pause and then look at me and say, Joe, stop making it all about you. I'm like, oh, and it's about putting yourself into the space of who you're serving or what is it you're serving? What's, what is it the thing beyond you? And every single time it's the thing that trips me up. And I don't, I don't, I don't always recognize it in myself, particularly not in the moment. Sometimes in hindsight, I'm like, ah, oh, that's why I was struggling because I was making it all about me again. And I think that's a massive part of it. You know, when we, and I, and I always hate it when, I, when it's pointed out to me because it sounds so like, it feels selfish and egotistical and I'm like, ah, oh, I'm making it all about me. But it wasn't intentional. But I get stuck in my own little bubble. And I think that's such a block to giving ourselves permission because when I'm in my little bubble, it feels, uh, but when I can flip that and put myself back into, okay, well, what is this thing? I'm not giving myself position to, permission to put out in the world, which is usually where I'm kind of getting stuck, you know, well, ultimately what am I trying to do with this thing? What is this thing there for? Who am I serving? You know, put yourself back in that land, mm. not making all about me. And it, it, it felt as though when you're talking about the spider's web, it was, it was that kind of same dynamic, same kind of energy struggle, like well, energy struggle. Um, and it just, it just made me smile because I, I, it's still probably the one thing I don't always recognize in myself when I'm in that space. It, it, it takes someone else to call me out on it and say, Joe, stop making it all about you. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's the moments when we forget, where we forget that there is infinite potential. Yeah. Where there is, you know, literally, you know, infinite parallel realities and what we're doing is we're choosing to focus on the one which keeps us in separation from that. Yeah. And what I try to do is to visualize this kind of huge, um, like a fire hose of, of golden energy and light, you know, just, just so much more powerful than anything that, that my kind of little resistance or my, you know, my emotions can mm -hmm. dredge up. If I just completely drench it with this, with this, mm -hmm fire hose of you know you imagine that, that that 
if someone was spraying you with a fire hose, yeah, it would be really difficult like to talk about how does my hair look or, you know, <laughs> you know, it's very difficult to get caught up in small things. Yeah. Because you're now just being completely bombarded by something which is far bigger and far more overwhelming and far more powerful than your ability to create problems for yourself. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, I love to play in that because as soon as I'm now connected with, as you said, you know, the thing which is bigger than me, there's no space for me to think about those those. Yeah. Those you know, those irritations, those frustrations, those limitations that I've created for myself. Yeah. You know, those beliefs and, and those habits that we that we all have and we all fall into from time to time. Mm. But the more I can practice going, ah, I can see what's happening. Yeah, yeah. I can choose. This is where I give myself self-permission or give myself permission to not be focused on the small separated yeah. me, but yeah. to, to focus on the big fire hydrant of yeah. of infinite potential yeah which is the sun or which whatever it is that lies beyond the, the spider's web but developing practices which take me there rather than help me deal or have to fight my way through the spider's web it's just i don't need to be in the spider's web because there's a reality that exists right now in which i am not in the spider's web so i'm i'm just gonna i'm gonna I'm not trying to make it sound like it, it, it doesn't <laughs> take some practice, but I'm just going to choose right now to do my best to step into a space which is more abundant, which is um, more more creative, where there is more opportunity, where there is just more than my my limited self. How do you how do you notice when you're in a spiral web? So so going back to the, the how do I notice? Of, yeah, because I feel I, I feel like to... shit. I feel yeah. I feel crappy. Okay. I feel yeah. blocked. I feel small. Yeah. I feel frustrated. I feel anxiety. You know, I mean, it, it's crazy. I mean, most mornings I wake up feeling like that. Yeah, most yeah. mornings I wake up feeling anxious and, yeah, and yeah. kind of nervous and what's going to happen today and I think right okay well I've got a choice I can either start my day from here yeah or I can go and sit down somewhere and put on some affirmations or some tapes I've listened to or read something yeah. or put some music on but it's my responsibility yes yeah to do something about this otherwise I know where it's going to lead yeah it's going to be like, a day that was me this morning that was me this morning it was kind yeah. of like I woke up this morning feeling anxious Monday morning right which was an overspill from yesterday. That was an overspill from the fact that I had six days off when I was away. And it was just this sense of heavy, I don't know, heavy anticipation, just this kind of energy that I didn't know what to do with. And, um, and it all shifted once I did the workshop and I knew I had some, you know, these calls coming up. And, but I woke up feeling, I, I remember just feeling, well, who am I to be, to be doing the, you know, who am I to be like in this podcast and who am I to be running this workshop when, you know, all the noise and just being able to catch that and just see it for what it is, like noise. <laughs> That's right. We don't have to believe our own thoughts. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> it is hard. But, you know, you just said, yeah. knowing that I had these podcasts or knowing that I was doing this workshop, you know, it's very difficult when you're in a podcast or doing a workshop to be only focused on, you know, your stuff. Yeah. So if you know that about yourself, then book lots of workshops in, book lots of podcasts yes. in, because that's one of the tools of trick. Yeah. You know, the tricks. I'm exactly the same. I love coaching conversations. Why? Because my focus is entirely on somebody yeah. else. It's like a little holiday from from my own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's one. Of, you know, that's one of the things I love to do. I make sure I have lots of coaching conversations yeah. with people. I make sure that I have I have people in my life that I can ring up when I'm feeling yeah. down. You know. But it it. it 
it's the permission. Well, two things. One, it's 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 the permission to not stay, you know, stuck. Yeah. Giving myself permission. And sometimes I don't. I want to be stuck. Sometimes it feels comfortable. You know, sometimes it feels safe and familiar, and that's and that's what I need. But more times than not, what I do is give myself permission to feel differently. Yeah. And I look for what what are the tools and techniques and processes and, and you know beliefs and declarations and things I can read and the music I can listen to. Mm. You know, oh, is that tape that always does it for me, or is that? That, that particular meditation that always gets mm-hmm. always shifts my mood then I all I have to do is to get my headphones on and press press play yeah and I you know I don't have to stay behind the clouds or stuck in the spider's web or yeah yeah I step back you know get step back into that fire hydrant of, of beautiful golden creative yeah. energy yeah 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 well that's one thing I have started doing actually is, is you know going back to that thing of like I stop making all about me. You know, if I'm if I feel heavy and stuck and uh, what I'm starting to do now is like, oh, okay, I'm feeling like this. Mm. In other other times when I felt like this, it's been because I've been making all about me. So then I say, oh, okay, well, how might I be making this this all about me? How how can I take myself out of that? You know, so I've tried not to sort of say, right, I must be making all about me, but instead, you know, might I be making this about me? And just almost giving myself permission to entertain that idea because that's probably right but if I say well I'm making it all about me I need to step out of it then I'll probably meet, meet myself with resistance but it's just sometimes it's it's how we frame the language even just to ourselves like you know just oh, I might I'll be making this all about me so that I can approach it with curiosity and then you know mm-hmm. able to just sidestep it just even if I step out of it a tiny bit just mm-hmm. so I'm not in the boat, even if I'm kind of still on the edge of it, my mind will be able to leap right out initially, but it will just take me to the edge of it. So I can just create a little bit of distance from the like the, the stuff. And then there's enough then to just take another bit of step and another bit of step. Yeah. I think that's brilliant. Yeah. What, what even if it's just, you know, one little notch yeah. closer to how, you know, to how I would like to be feeling or to a state which is resourceful. Because when I get into my flunks, I'm so unresourceful. Yeah. But so what's something right now, if it's just taking a, a just taking a, a, a deep breath mm. or just a connected breath, can I do that? Yeah. Well, that for me, I'm already no longer, I'm no longer the, the funk. I'm the observer of the funk and someone yeah. may, and able to make a different choice about yeah. that. Yeah, and it, you know, it may not be you know maybe the the fire hydrant's too far away right now, but a breath, yeah, um, a, a thought, a kind thought to myself, yeah, um, you know maybe I don't know just just getting out of my chair and I don't know sitting on a I don't know sitting on a meditation pillow or something or just putting on a piece of music. But what what mm. what's just one small step that I could take right now, and it's not. It's not so much about the step, it's the realisation that you can take the step. Because yeah. as soon as you have the realisation you can stay, take the step, you are no longer, yeah. the, you're, not, you're not the state, you're not the emotion, you're the observer it's of it. It's bringing enough gap. Because, oh, another thing I've done in the past, actually, which, which has often worked quite well, is I'll, I'll make myself a cup of tea, like a herbal tea, which ticks a lot of boxes because it's, it's doing something so you're getting out of the chair, you know, getting out of your phys- physical position and moving. You're hy- you're hydrating yourself, which is generally beneficial. 
um, and you're giving yourself the time it takes to drink that cup of tea, mm-hmm. to sort of be present to it. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. I'm more present to the sipping of the tea than others, but I found that quite powerful. Just go make yourself a cup of tea. You know, if I'm in that space and I, I can't just through my thinking take myself out, I'll often go make a cup of tea. Yeah, because I, I don't ever think you can. I don't think you can ever really think yourself into a <laughs> well because yeah. because you, you know it's that classic thing that you're using the same level of thinking that got yeah. you into the fun to try and get yeah. you out of it. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you've got if it's like uh, every time I recognise that I'm in a particular mood or in a you know in a particular way of thinking, then I make myself a cup of tea. You've created what we're just talking about. You've created a mechanism mm. for shifting your state. Mm. And all is then, you know, is giving giving myself permission to do very something as simple as making a cup of tea. Because sometimes if I'm in a bit of a funk, and I know that, um, I mean, it's not a great analogy for me, but sometimes I think, right, I know that just going to the gym is is what I need. And usually I, end up, I, I can give myself permission. But sometimes actually, another good one is like I know if I just get outside for a good walk. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if I'm in a really like space, I sometimes don't allow myself to do the thing I know would help me. But something as something as small as making a cup of tea, I would be, I'd be very hard pushed not to give myself permission to do that, even if I wasn't giving myself permission to go outside for a walk. Like making a cup of tea, even if I even if I then sabotaged it and didn't drink it. But you know, literally making the making the cup of tea is such a small thing that I I can't think of a scenario where I'd sabotage that. And by the time I've done that, then I'm in a different space, and maybe then you know it, it, it got you on a roll, then, aren't you? So, mm, interesting. You've created a, you've created an internal shift. Yeah. That, yeah. And from that I said, from that place, you've got a completely different set of choices. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you're sitting on the couch, you know, in a in a funk, not wanting to do anything, yeah. And then you manage to get up and go and make yourself a cup of tea. You know, you're physically in a different place. Yeah literally location wise yeah. you're in a different yeah, yeah. place and so the so what's around you will look different yeah you know, if you can step out and go and have a walk new new things will will yeah you'll be aware of new things mm-hmm. uh, you know a dog you didn't i don't know a bird a tree or whatever um yeah. and from that that creates new thoughts and if you're curious and awake and, and present to those kinds of things you know then then it's it's about taking the focus off you and into something which is um, I just simply would call it a more resourceful state. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But I think I think we can. I think that with practice, it's like, oh, look, I recognise where I am. I know all I need to do is to get onto this particular train, and it will take me to my destination. Yeah. You need to do is to get. You don't need to drive the train to the destination. You just need to, you know, you just need to step on when the doors yeah. open. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's what I mean by having a, a series of practices and things, yeah. so that that when I'm unable to make the choice for myself, it's it, there's a, there's that kind of that automation almost of yeah. okay, you're you're not your thoughts, you're not yeah. your feelings, you're greater than that. Um. So what? Yeah, just it's not even what are your options because you're now back in your head trying to think. You're trying to yeah yeah. It's, do something. Move you. Move yourself physically, energetically yeah. into a different. Yeah, I think it is. It's. It, it's. Yeah. It's shifting stuff energetically. Not. You mm. know. Not really questioning it. I mean, when you were talking about the train analogy, and I was thinking again about about the sun. You know, always being there. Like, the flow of life is always there. 
and and for whatever mm. reason you just momentarily you, you stepped out of it well i say momentarily could be for big chunks of time like but whatever you know you're either out of it or you're in it but it's 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 always there so just shifting back into the flow you know stepping on the train it's like you say you're not driving the train you're just stepping back into it it's always there <laughs> that's right so you know that that takes takes permission i think it takes practice and awareness that it's that is there. Awareness. when it doesn't yeah absolutely <laughs> it, takes a little, it takes a little bit of sort of forethought so hmm, what will i do you know ne- next time i'm i'm in this mood what will i do you know what am i what are the things i can i'll make sure i've got some of that some of my favorite tea in the cupboard yes. so that when i'm in that space i'll know that all i need to do is open okay. the cupboard and my favorite tea will be there exactly. you know yeah. so so starting to develop some some i guess strategies or some yeah, yeah. some some, well, some support mechanisms some some processes to support you in not staying in that stuck space mm. um yeah i think you know having the ha- having uh, the habit of being doing something creative every day mm-hmm. you know i have a, a paint program on my computer and i i'm, I'm not going to make a claim that i do this every day but it's one of the things that i can do is i can open a new a new um page a new document mm-hmm. and i've got all these hundreds of different pens and different colors and i can just scroll around and mm-hmm. and it's a creative process it's using a different part of my brain it's using and it's using inspiration and curiosity and at the end of it most of the times i don't even save it because it's 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 just scribble yeah and sometimes they well that's quite nice and i'll just save it um and then Maybe I'll just open it one day and they'll go, oh, I remember, you know, and it's just, it just, but again, it's just, um, keep using the word just, it's not just, you have to, I think you have to be, it has to be intentional. I think you have to to realize that that without creating an intention or a new practice around shifting your state, then, then you don't have these choices. Mm -hmm. Um, So, that's what I, you know, I spend time doing this with myself and with my clients is you build up an, and kind of an arsenal of, of uh, or a toolbox of processes and practices and support me- mechanisms mm. with people, you know, if, that, if, if people help you shift your mood, then mm. have some people you can ring. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's all, the, they're all the things that I, that I do. Um, I think sometimes when I, you know, when I sort of initially think of this idea of giving yourself permission to kind of, I guess the, the follow on from that would be to live life on your own terms. The things that first pop into my head are big things, you know, like quitting a job or setting up this business or running this, pro- you know, sort of big stuff, like giving yourself permission to dream big. But actually interestingly most of what our discussion has been around is like the small daily intentional permission giving exercises like allowing yourself to make a cup of tea when you're in a funk like which is fascinating because because and I don't know where this conversation would go but but when you practice it at that level like the day-to-day you know the the habits and the the day-to-day stuff when you when you allow yourself to give yourself permission at, at, at that level it it then becomes and just becomes an option fact that's how you know you can then practice it, it, it 
bigger and bigger. And it's all, I suppose it's all the same thing, isn't it? Ultimately, it's giving yourself permission, whether it be a tiny shift to get you out of a funk or giving yourself permission to dream big and running a letter to someone that, I don't know, that could help you with this project that is, you know, it's way bigger than anything you've ever done before. It's still the same kind of muscle almost that you're, that you're working. Totally. Yeah. You are developing a new habit because we're being run by our habits all the time. Mm. Being in a crap mood is a habit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That, you know, that we've learned probably before we were even realized that we'd made that choice for ourselves. Um, and the way that we make new habits is by giving our focus and attention to yeah. new behaviours, new ways of thinking, and doing it consistently, and doing it and doing it often enough that they become a more compelling path to go down than yeah. the usual one. Um, you know, this is how the brain works, isn't it? Yeah. With neuroplasticity, we can change the brain by having a different thought. Well, if you have a different thought enough times, it becomes the default thought mm. um, and the thought of I'm just going to lie on the, you know, on the couch and feel crap about myself is I've, <laughs> I've had that habit running my life, you know, for long enough. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I have absolutely, you know, I've, I've been a real kind of kind of martyr to my moods. It's like, Oh, I don't know how I'm going to feel. So I can't make a decision right now, you know, yeah. to, okay. to, well, I'm going to choose how I feel. I'm going to develop that muscle, that ability. Yeah. yeah. And going back to like certainty and uncertainty, like we, I, I suppose I often align the idea of uncertainty being unfamiliar. But actually, if we lean into uncertainty enough, that actually becomes a familiar feeling because we're, we're familiar with you. Know, we're, we're comfortable with the idea of being uncertain, being uncomfortable. So, it, it, it might still be uncomfortable, but it's, it's a familiar feeling. And so we allow ourselves to go down that route more. So if we practice it consistently, you know, regularly, small stuff, then when we have to kind of up-level and, and apply it to a bigger thing, we're like, ah, oh, okay, there's already a familiarity there. It's still going to be uncomfortable because it's out of our comfort zone, does it, all that. But there's a familiarity around the feeling of, of yeah, of giving ourselves permission because we're, we're comfortable with the uncertainty around that. So I think that's well, quite an important part piece. Well, you know, the word comfort zone, <laughs> there's a zone in which you're comfortable and outside of that, you're uncomfortable or there is a level of discomfort. So you can't possibly grow beyond what's comfortable yeah. without getting uncomfortable because it, well, it's not possible within the definition. Yeah. If it's still comfortable, then you're not outside your comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. So there is going to be some discomfort. Yeah. And discomfort doesn't mean sticking pins in your eyes. It can be the discomfort of not knowing, the discomfort yeah, of exactly. feeling uncertain, the discomfort yeah. of not knowing how someone's going to respond or whether yeah. you're going to be able to find the answer. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and and there is so there's a couple of things that I do. One of them is about being curious, and also there's another the thing that I heard um, that the um, the brain, the centre in the brain, which is responsible for fear and nervousness, is very, very close, or it's the same part of the brain, which is responsible for kind of excitement and anticipation. Yeah. They're almost like two sides of the same um, coin. So 
Another practice that I've been working on is when I feel nervous or, or frightened about something is I tell myself I'm excited about it mm. because it's the same feeling. It's just yeah. the story I tell myself yeah. to the feet. The, 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 the story I attach yeah. to the feeling is fear. Yeah. Or do I attach the story of, of curiosity and discovery and creativity and excitement? Yeah. It's, yeah. Only, it's just, it's just, say it's just. I, I tell myself using, a similar It's thing. as simple as and as difficult yeah. as that. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I, I often, I love the, the whole idea that <clears throat> you can't be overwhelmed and curious at the same time. So, you know, if you find yourself being overwhelmed, okay, how do you, how do you flip that into curiosity? Um, I mean, you don't need to go the other way, but, you know, it's like you, you can't be both at once, I don't, I don't think. So if you can find a way to get curious when you're in that space of overwhelm or insert any other similar word that resonates more strongly, but for me, it's like this, this kind of like, oh, it, it's just, I'm in my head. I'm overwhelmed in my head. Okay, well, how can I create curiosity? How can I just drop down a little bit? Um, and it's a similar thing, you know, it, it's, it's, yeah. This is. Yeah, what would take me, what would take me just one small step? Or as I said, there was the, or just turn the fire hydrant on, you know? Yeah. And, well, yeah. Because it's the same thing. You can't, you can't be kind of worried or, or fearful when your brain is being zapped with so much kind of positivity yeah because yeah. it's a, you know your brain is is a is a machine which deals with chemicals you know it's just yeah you know a thought it doesn't exist yeah there's no reality it's just the projection of our thoughts yeah. which creates the reality yeah yeah. So you go, oh, look at the chemicals that are going across my brain right now, you know, and <laughs> and it's not that easy, but that's all it. That's all yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 and yeah. it's like, oh, well, maybe I could, maybe I could have different chemicals. I don't know. Maybe or I could, I could respond differently, or maybe, yeah. you know, just just the, you know, the brain is is brilliant. It'll do whatever you tell it to do. Mm. If you tell it to be worried about something, it'll do that fantastically. If you tell it to be excited about something, it'll do that too. But it's even like the, I just, just, again, language is, you know, or maybe I could think about things differently. You know, it, it takes the pressure off rather than saying, well, I should be thinking about this differently. or I need to find a way to think about this differently. Just inviting yourself to, oh, well, maybe I could think about this differently. It just feels so different. It just, I can, mm -hmm. even though I'm in a good space right now, I can still feel the difference in the energy of, of inviting myself to explore how, I might be able to feel different and feeling as though I should be different or feeling as though I have to find a way to, you know, it, I, I can, I can feel that when I'm, you know, when I'm just observing that and it's, it's so powerful, so mm. powerful. So when everything looks shit, there's still something which is good. Mm. So what is there right now? What do I have? It's mm. like that was resourceful. What is there? which is yeah. good. What is there to be resort, you know, to be, yeah. you know, what resources do I have? Cause we, we tend to, you know, fall into kind of polarized thinking. It's either all good or all bad. Mm. I feel crappy. I feel good. Well, it's, it's rarely one of those extremes. It's normally somewhere in between again, just developing the ability to be a little bit more nuanced about yeah. the, the label we give to our, 
to our feelings and our thoughts. Like I can feel really bad, feel really crappy about myself. And there could be something that I can just connect into, which is good. Mm-hmm. You know, happy for this. I'm happy for, for the fact I have a you know roof over my head or, you know, yeah. I can have a hot shower. I can have a cup of tea or, or, or whatever. Just, just find something which isn't, which is, which if you like, runs contrary or disproves my brain's desire to tell me everything's bad, because mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it's rarely, well, in my experience, you know, in our privileged world, it's rare that everything is completely yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's something good. There's something. There's some spark of possibility. Yeah, there's yeah, and it is. It is yeah, it is looking for that spark or allowing yourself to be present to that spark of possibility because it That's you nice. know, it, allowing yourself to be you know it's always there, so it's just allowing yourself to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, again, you know, not even looking for it, it's just allowing it to come up because you're trusting it, it's always there. It's a bit like you know, the sun and the clouds, like you know, the sun's always there, so it's just allowing yourself to step big, step back in, you know, the, for the clouds to disappear. Um, sometimes more so than actively doing, um yeah it's kind of those, those, those both ways of looking at it, i guess it's just allowing that that to come through and just just stuff will pass quickly and you'll step back into the flow or if it feels more yeah more relevant and more right it's just well what can i actively do to to get myself back into that space so yeah that's no, beautiful i'm just um i'm wondering i've got some conscious of time as well if, you know if you were to kind of pull together kind of all the kind of the key strands of what we've what we've talked about um, I wonder if there, how that might, how that might be summarized for you. You know, what is it for you? This, the, the essence of, of, yeah, what it is to give ourselves permission, you know, just bringing together some of what we've covered. Is there something that comes up for you in a sentence or two? Um, that our experience is always a result of the choices that we're making. And we can always give ourselves permission to make mm. a different choice. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's beautiful. I, I love how it's about these, the small moments, the small moments, you know, it's that whole, and the way we do one thing is the way we do everything. You know, that, that thing, if we, if we practice it in the small moments, it becomes more easily replicable kind of in, in the bigger stuff. And it was the bigger stuff that, you know, that, that initially came to mind when I was, exploring you know putting ourselves out into the world and and allowing ourselves to step into our you know optimal life that, that, that's big stuff like start small start with allowing yourself to make a cup of tea <laughs> um I, I think you can do both yes yeah you know i'm i'm really talking about you know again becoming aware of, of what choices we are making yeah and asking ourselves if there's another if there's an another choice that can be made and sometimes it can feel more difficult to make a cup of tea than it can to, you know, to ring somebody. True. True. But, well, because of the meaning we're giving it, because of the choices yeah. which, you know, the choices we're making about a, yeah. about a decision. Yeah. Um, it can do. I mean, I, you know, it's sometimes it's much easier to, to ring a complete stranger than to spend, you know, two minutes in your own company. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, getting, yeah, we, you know, I don't, I, you know, I think that a lot of us um, have no real experience of being in our own company. 
Mm. We're trying to distract ourselves from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty scary to be on your own with you know nothing to distract you. That, that's the, yeah. the five-minute practice I've been playing with. It's like, yeah. what is it like just to be with me for five minutes? There's so many opportunities to numb ourselves. You know, there's so many ways in which we can do yeah. that being with ourselves and in however we are in that moment is yeah it's it's it's, it's quite and i mean to use the, to use a word that you use very at the very beginning of our conversation you know it's courageous mm-hmm. there's a lot of courage involved in that you know to really be present to yourself mm-hmm. mm. perfect thank you so much thank you to me that feels like a, a quite a good place to kind of to close things but is there anything else you want to Add to the conversation that's present for you. No, I just just I'm present to the fact that you and I in this conversation have gone from you know fire hydrants of possibility to you know choosing to have a breath mm. and yeah. and everything and, I, <laughs> and, and and everything's good. Like yeah, this is none of this is a should. You know, it's not advice. It's their options. There are some more, some more choices to play with. Mm. This is what I found for me in different moments. Yeah. Sorry, it's all examples of self permission. You know, like yeah, the absolutely. Extreme, the, 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 yeah, both ends of the scale, but it's still the same thing, ultimately, which is beautiful. Mm. <sighs> cool. Ah, so yeah. I'm really present to my idea. Yeah, I just like, I felt like I let out a big sigh of like, ah, oh. as if there's a few kind of realizations that maybe landed for me that I hadn't really been aware of, um, which is interesting. So I just felt that mm. kind of there was a release there for me. So obviously, I, I feel like I've been carrying something that I hadn't really acknowledged in some shape or form. I'm not quite sure what that is, but yeah, I noticed there was a, a kind of a release there, a permission giving, I guess. So uh, yeah, I appreciate that. That's cool. Thank you so much for for joining me in this conversation. <laughs> was, it was fun. Yeah, it was uh, fun. And if there's anything else you want to sort of share about where, where, you know, what you're up to, what you want to put out in the world, feel free to do so. I can add things to show notes and stuff as well. Um, you know, but anything that feels present to, to sort of to put out into the world, you know, more than happy for you to do so. Thanks. Um, no, it's, yeah. it was a really interesting conversation because it, it's, it's not obviously not it's not it's not rehearsed it's yeah 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 you know, these aren't prepared answers it's whatever comes up in the moment within the conversation yeah. we're having exactly. but you know and, and it's really just the retelling of my experience that you know yes. as somebody oh, who was yes. who has lived with stress and anxiety and still does in, you know it's a daily occurrence that i have yeah, that yeah. i feel anxious and stressful mm-hmm. you know this, this these are the things that i found that have worked for me at different times yeah yeah um and I think and that's important as well. Like you know that, and I think this was a block for me for a long time. It's like, who am I to be writing this book? Where I when I still struggle with this stuff, but you know, it's, and so hearing that from you, like you know, you, you wake up like that most mornings. I was like, oh, oh, like that was a, there was a real sense of like, ah, oh, me too. Like, mm. but I recognise that I don't necessarily give myself permission to be okay with that. You know, like I should be making progress or I should be better. There's, a, there's so much should still bound up there for me at times, sometimes more so than others. And so the, the whole point of these conversations and the whole point of the book ultimately, I guess, is, is allowing, other, allowing people to, to 
be yeah like be be with their experience and know that that's okay and you know to in order to really allow ourselves to be who we are it's being okay with all the parts of who we are and the expressions of who we are and things that we frame as negative like you know so it's just yeah I suppose writing the book and having these conversations is about is a is a is giving the listener the reader permission to show up in that space whatever it might be at any moment because so it, it's somebody said to me it's a practice it's the practice and not a pill yeah yeah you know there isn't a pill which is you know there isn't a pill for anxiety there isn't a pill for you know depression there are pills but it's a practice it's about consistently choosing consistently choosing making an active choice to get up and make a cup of tea if that's all i can do right now then that's that's what i'm going to shoot for i don't need to shoot for something greater than that To learn more about me and my work, come hang out with me on Instagram at Joe Hodson or get in touch with me on hello at IamJoeHodson.com. Until next time, keep leaning in to the magic in the messy.